So yeah, have you, I'm not sure you heard, but uh, so Jared Leto's got this cult thing going on. So him and Thirty Seconds to Mars uh, have decided, I guess, his band aware, yes, yes, that they have started a cult, and it's like way out in New Mexico. It's one of the you know the kind of cult places that you would go if you were to start a cult. You know where to go, New Mexico. New Mexico, you got to go to the desert. Yeah, Uh, and it's just this away from prying eyes. Yeah, and and it's just it looks like it's just a sea of women, just. Young women that are going out following Jared Leto huh. into the desert. I'm saying, is it just him or is it the whole band? I've only seen pictures of him. Oh. because it's like I'm like I've been looking at the pictures. Like, where are the men in this? How did you get into this? How was um, this like a BuzzFeed thing that popped up and you clicked on some clickbait? No, or is no, this like are you uh, are you a fan as no, well? No, my friend Ash told me about this hmm. and she was telling me uh, like that he's gone, if not full Manson, like eighty percent Manson. Oh. on this thing. Oh. So he, you has, know, Manson was a musician too. Uh, that's it. You can find his music on uh, maybe YouTube, but there's some songs out there. If I bought a, bought it on iTunes, does that go to him? Like, I don't think so. He's dead now. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> R.I. Something. I don't so, know what you put. All it right. In. So, uh, talking about a religious leader <laughs> that died and came back. Jesus. Are you comparing Manson to Jesus now? Good th- There's no network to cancel us. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I was trying to make some transition. It was not happening. Nope, it's not happening. All right. All right where, what are we doing here? Uh, welcome to Beer and Bible. If you have made it this far, congratulations. <laughs> uh, you've made it to the introduction. And I am Neil. And I am uh, the Bible. I, I know some stuff about the Bible. I do some research and question it and things like that. And I try and contribute to the blasphemy whenever possible. Manson was kind of an idiot, too. He really? was charismatic, but he was an idiot. I didn't. I don't know much about him. So, oh, that's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. I mean, I could be like minus the charismatic part. That just leaves me as an idiot. You know, pretty much anybody, I guess, could start a cult. <laughs> like, uh, what, are, what are the requirements? Uh, like, I guess apparently musician and long Jesus hair. Long Jesus hair. That's okay. mine's not Jesusy, but it's long. Well, mine's like white Jesus hair. Yeah, but that's not the. Yeah. Okay. So, and and who are you? Oh, Chris, the uh, uh, high-functioning alcoholic and official Bible reader. So he covers the Bible, and what is the beer that you got? Tonight, I am so happy. We're back in the cold weather, so I've uh, got my Danzig from Devil's Backbone. It's a Baltic Porter, 8%. It's dark. It's tasty. It's fucking amazing. So I, I stay on the IPAs like a little hipster boy. During the, the you know warm weather seasons and a little bit past mowing season, you know, mm-hmm. and then that's how you got to rate everything. It's like, what do you have to fucking do while you're drinking? So it's like wood mowing season, wood cutting season, just stay inside and drink season without doing other stuff. That's the best season. So these are the good season beers. All right. I'm feeling good. Nice. Nice. Uh, so we are. Hey, give me a hangover, like- though. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know, because I... I like porters, but if I drink like, because I'm not gonna drink the whole six pack tonight, you know. But if I drink like three, I'll have a good steady buzz. But in the morning, like, which I'll probably drink three tonight, but I will may have a hangover, not a hangover, but I'll at least have a headache tomorrow. It's kind of weird. These are the sacrifices that we are willing to make for you here at Beer and Bible. When I say we, I mean him. For you guys, that's how much we love you. Is that I will drink enough of these Baltic, these delicious Baltic porters to like physically harm myself. Because if I'm hurting, that means I've damaged my body. Yes. Yeah. 
all for you. This is the sacrifices. I've got to fucking do something. You're the one that does all the research, so I've got to, I guess, liver research. I don't fucking yeah. know. Anyway. All right. Hey, uh, so uh, we were speaking of Devil's Backbone. We just got through. All right, so uh, last time you listened, we had we were in O Little Town of Bethlehem with Jesus being born and all that kind of stuff. So now we are into, we're actually going to find his, his new home base in Matthew chapter 4. So we, we finished off. Uh, Jesus and the devil fighting. Yep. So check out two episodes ago. You would have had Jesus fighting the devil. Then we had Christmas episode, and it was sad because he didn't win, and the Bible ended right there. Yes, this is all fan fiction. After this <laughs> it's point. all fan. It's fiction. all just straight up <laughs> fan fiction. I've never heard it called like fan fiction. We all love Jesus a lot, so we wrote a book about him. Yes. <laughs> right. Damn it! Which is. All right, let's cut the. Can we we should edit all that out, probably. Right, that's we're we're like tiptoed on blasphemy there, right? Eh? This is what have we been doing for the past year? <laughs> we just now got like, to. <laughs> out of all the things that we have said and recorded <laughs> and sent out to everybody, this is the straw that's going to break the camel's back. <laughs> this is going to be the point where, oh well, never mind. That's blasphemous. Fan fiction. Damn it! Why have I never put that together? All right, before? so let's open Matthew's biography <laughs> right. slash fan fiction. After we, had you're the one that did that. Jesus on Devil Action, and right, now right. we Jesus are... on Devil Action. Oh, I love the devil. I mean, that... Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yes. That was, fuck. Um, <clears throat> when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he returned to Galilee. So John, boom. John the Baptist. If you're not caught up, a wilderness man so. lives in a bush down by the river, mm-hmm. eats locusts and shit, baptized Jesus... Off the jump, he was walking down the river. He's like, "What's up, John? Cousin, cousin John, right?" Yeah, cousin. He's like, "Hey." He's like, "You're gonna do some baptizing." He's like, "No, you gotta baptize me first. John's like, "That's fucking weird." All right, <laughs> let's do it. And then they've been tight from a long time ago, like forever and ever. John and uh, Jesus, a thousand years mm-hmm. forever. And um, <laughs> yeah, they were they're, so they're they're set and everything, but uh, so they're John, tight. they're tight, they're boys. tight, and uh, so Jesus was up in Galilee. And we talked about this, like that's the northern area. Um, if you were to think about things were it, getting hot, and so Jesus yeah, ran away, yeah, right? No, or so, not, he didn't run so, away, but things were getting yeah. Like, so so John keeps running his mouth, and <laughs> one of the big things he keeps telling everybody is repent, which is uh, to change not uh, Greek. Western thinkers think change your mind. He's talking about changing your actions yeah. uh, in a Hebraic mindset. And the whole way you live and, and everything. Yeah, that's, that's all kind of wrapped up. So he's going around calling out everybody. But John's not very good at playing the political game. So he just starts calling out the puppet king. Jesus Herod. is like, all right, John, so we've got to be cool. Like, we want to save everyone, like all these fucking We love these fucking people so much. This is exactly from the Bible, Jesus' mm-hmm. words. These fucking people are my, like, these are my sheep. Like, I love them. So we need to chill. We need to go easy. And John's like, okay. He's literally lighting a fucking Molotov cocktail and just throws it over his shoulder. That Jesus, that sounds great. Let's do that. He's got fucking bugs hanging out of his teeth and like goat leg in his back pocket. Just lighting shit on fire walking through the streets. Yeah, that's exactly. Walking by. Fuck Rome. Like graffiti (laughs) in the walls. Yeah, so so he starts calling out. Now he he just goes for the personal thing and he starts calling out the, the puppet king at the time, Herod, down in the south who's in charge of everything in that area, which is uh, Judea. So Judea's in the southern part, Galilee's in the northern part, and John starts calling out, and he's, he's basically like, you are ended up with your brother's wife. So his brother was married to one woman, 
brother divorced her or split it off, whatever, and then she married his other brother. And John, based in... Uh, as is tradition. Yes, as <laughs> is tradition. If you... Uh, hey, I know like, you. Why Your brother's you? dead. I need somebody to pay my... Except, you know? not in this case, the brother's not dead. Oh. So it's a divorce situation. And oh, so your brother up, sucks. So, yeah, yeah which is... is uh, Inappropriate according to Leviticus 18.16. So the brothers like we've all been fucking at this point anyway. So let's just yeah yeah. So they were there, it was it was like um how what is that a raising Arizona? Uh, <laughs> well, hi, I'm talking about wife swapping. So they uh <laughs> they they end up taking the wife and then John is like this is BS this is bad this is against uh the the tour and everything else which is a problem for Herod's political power because he kind of fakes being a Jew. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. It's uh, yeah, he kind of he's one of the guys that fakes being a Jew enough, like quasi Jewish, but enough to keep the people happy. <laughs> um, so John calls him out, says stop sucking, and they're like, okay, well, we're gonna go ahead and arrest John. Uh, and they or they they go put out a hit on John or whatever, and they go to arrest him. And uh, so he's thrown in prison, kept alive, but thrown in prison. And then Matthew, uh, the Matthew and Jesus, Jesus is like, well. This is probably not a good place for me to hang out, so I'm going to go up north to Galilee. Damn it. And the whole time John's in prison, he's probably sitting there like, bro, Jesus got me. Yeah. He has got me like, that's my cousin. Like, we're tight. Like, we've been together from the start. I'm sticking to the script. I'm spreading the message. Yeah. Uh, he's being all soft about it. He's like, I got not shit to worry about. Yeah. And and so then he's you know saying that to, about Jesus. And then he, whatever he hears the rumor, like, well, Jesus just went like two states away. Yeah, he just dipped he's gone like <laughs> there's a plan no for real there's a plan there's there, there is a plan yep <laughs> all right so uh continuing on this so now we, we've got the thing set up where he goes up north to galilee yep 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 yep, yep. um leaving nazareth he went and lived in capernaum which was by the lake in the area of zebulun and naphtali to fulfill what was said through the prophet isaiah so we're given more like markers here. So he went up. Yeah. So he goes up to the, this area. So Capernaum is actually ends up from this point on for the rest of Matthew's story in Ma- the Matthean biography or the Matthean fan fiction of Jesus. Uh, he's going to be <laughs> gonna based in. He is based in Capernaum from this point forward. So he goes up north. Uh, so so he's going to like snipe us through the like office window with a fucking holy water bullet. Yeah. Like something's <laughs> been dipped. <laughs> like we need to get rid of these hellions. So yeah. All right, if that really offends you, comment on all of our social media. Please, please like, like, do. Like, let, Talk if, some shit. If you could, just tell everybody about us and how they should not listen to the Beer and Bible <laughs> podcast. Just broadcast on social media, just to warn all of your friends and about family. these zealots these, and heretics. The, yeah, these guys are terrible. Okay, so Jesus, uh, is, he goes up to this uh, he goes up north to Capernaum. So that is in the northern part. And we've said this before, is that the southern part is... Uh, in many ways, if you think about America and uh, we think of the Northerners as more educated or smarter in some ways, and then uh, we think of the Southerns as, as Hicks and the and the, and we are from the South. These, these are just general ideas. I've noticed, like when I'm talking to people face to face, face to face, I'm like, I sound like a normal person. Then if like I hear myself recorded, like if I listen to the podcast, I'm like, I sound like a fucking yeah. hill person. I mean, it is what it is, yeah. I guess. We just, this is our region. So, speaking <laughs> of regions, uh, Jesus goes up north to uh, to Galilee, and that would be considered a, um, it's away from the big city, 
uh, more of a Hickville area, and then he lands in this town of Capernaum, which is on the northern point of a lake, uh, of the lake or the Sea of Galilee. Ooh. Uh, so he's up there, and you're talking about Capernaum is a massive, bustling metropolis of roughly 4,000 people. <laughs> oh, catch okay. And uh, and then it's also split in half. It's about 2,000 people are Jewish. You're also closer to some of the trade routes, and you're a little bit further away from, again, the, the center of Judaism in Jerusalem. Is this in a different... Is this is a different person governing this area? Is that why he moved? Like, did he move over the line, or is this still just on the outskirts of the control of, like... So this is um, this is kind of a subset it is away from herod's direct rule yeah if herod's sitting in jerusalem so he kind of jumped the border and was like yeah, yeah. Here. he well he you could still reach out there and i mean in some ways herod would have uh reached to that point yeah but he's not direct rule over gotcha. that area so um, he'd have to make some calls yeah yes gotcha. so he he's uh so jesus is out there and he's uh, avoiding the massive herod situation he's in this town of capernaum which is a quote-unquote fishing village hmm if you will, on the northern side of Galilee, bustling metropolis about 4,000 people, close enough to uh, trade routes of uh, Turkey and, and Syria and those kind of areas that you'd actually, they estimate that you had about 2,000 were Jewish and 2,000 were a, more of a mixture of other people. Huh. Um, and, and you've got to keep in mind that don't think uh, that Jewish people are going down to the coffee shop hanging out with people from Syria or Roman soldiers or anything like that. It was still, I, I would say, um, think about New York, uh, New York City, and uh, back in the day. My my grandmother's from New York. You can hear that accent through me, can't you? All our listeners. <laughs> um, my my grandmother is straight up from Brooklyn, and she is. Uh, she would talk about, well, this street is the is where the Irish are. This street is where the uh, where the Jewish people are. This street is where the Italians are, and and, and then and then her street was a you know mix of, of different groups but for the most part there are certain churches a certain catholic church this is the polish catholic church this is the irish catholic this is the italian these are all split and then the catholic baptists yeah these and, are the... and, yeah <laughs> catholic baptist that's got to be a denomination somewhere <laughs> a lot right, of so, drinking yeah uh, that is confusing because Catholics drink a lot uh, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure I just said something <laughs> now. most of the catholic people I know are like yes <laughs> yeah, the, the Irish drink beer and the Italians drink wine. Um, that's what everyone's told me. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. Sure. Anyways, uh, these different streets. So if you think of, of uh, Capernaum that way, you're probably going to have more of a division, but there is going to be interaction between different groups, which is a little bit different than how it is down, uh, down south, where it's a little bit more divided because the Jewish population in the south uh, there in, in Jude, uh, Judea can actually um they're the majority and more of like the political structure of exactly the city. so that yeah so uh at this point he ends up becoming more of a um uh this becomes the base where he's going to be continue moving from there so uh, and in these uh, we say these 50 percent gentile we're looking at egyptians arabians phoenicians and hebrews so various groups around mm. them so um, and then, then we have this situation where uh, Matthew sets up again. We've talked about this before. Matthew has this tendency to be like, this sounds really weird. Now I'm using the fan fiction idea. So using the fan fiction idea, if you're writing a historical um, uh, fiction, you try and, and tie in things that were happening in the, the period. Yeah. Matthew does that with verses. 
And I don't mean to say like if you're if you are a Jesus loving believer and you're like this is absolutely 100 percent happened true and which like, is great, it's awesome. This yes, not sure why you're listening to us, but welcome. <laughs> and uh, this uh, in that he continues to try and connect everything his his Jesus character back to everything that happens in the Old Testament. So once again, Matthew drops in another quote from Isaiah. And you got to put that legitimacy out there. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm telling the story, but I'm not the first one to tell it. He's yes. just bring, and, and, he's bringing it home. And and one of the people, some people think that the reason Matthew does this is he realizes that if he's trying to promote Jesus and Jesus is supposed to be the Jewish Messiah, you would expect the Jewish Messiah to be in somewhere like Jerusalem. So he's more like a salesman, really. Yeah. He's like trying to like push it. He's like, remember all this shit you heard about? Like, look where he is. Look what's going on. Yeah. Do I have to? Shake you guys. And and the concern is somebody's so the objection somebody's gonna be like, if he's the Messiah, then why in the world is he coming from the Hickville of Capernaum in Galilee? He should be in Jerusalem. Broke ass is living next to a lake and you're drunk, Matthew. Yeah. And and so not drunk. Yeah, so then Matthew's Matthew's thing is like, well, I've got a point I can explain to you why he's coming from this area. And uh so he quotes Isaiah and he's like, see He's supposed to come from Hickville because <laughs> of this uh, passage. So let's read that passage, if, all you, right, all right. if you don't mind. Yep, let me get this Bible. Throwing down, we, let me set down my beer so I can pick up the Bible here. It's really weird. We have to make him make a decision every time, like beer or Bible. <laughs> beer or it's never an and with me. <laughs> land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of... The shadow of death, a light has dawned. Sounds like fucking Mordor. Yeah, yeah. Like, and Gentiles, those are the not Jews. Yes. So Zebulun Naphtali, if you go back to the Old Testament, they actually uh, they actually talk about um, when these 12 tribes, so you have uh, Abraham, uh, three Abrahamic religions, uh, Flashback Islam, in here. Jewish, uh, Judaism, Christianity. So Abraham is a major historical fa- uh, figure in all three of these religions. You have Abraham, he had a son named Isaac, Isaac had Jacob, and from Jacob he had 12 sons that become the 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, so these 12 tribes, they eventually get into the land of Israel, of Canaan or uh, Palestine, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and they all come in, in and they settle, and the Bible describes where each one of these tribes, these clans, settles, and in this northern section... You have Zebulun and Naphtali. They, these two tribes land, uh, settle there. Gotcha. So for Matthew, he has to explain why Jesus is coming from there. So he pulls this verse from Isaiah and says, See, this is what it's talking about. He also says Gentiles. And we just talked about, well, there is a little bit more of a mixture of Gentiles uh, happening in there. So um, he's he's really working this because he realizes like, he, he can't... Um, push a Jesus or a Messiah that's coming from Hickville. So he's really trying to sell it. Something else is that um, if you're reading, if you're hearing this and you go, ah, you know, here the Bible goes again, talking about light. It's like, (laughs) out of darkness comes light. Uh, That is not a normal Matthew thing. Uh, And one of the things we want to do here at Beer and Bible is always talk about what the author is trying to communicate to their audience. And we want to explain when things are different between uh, these different authors and their different points. Yeah, they all tell it a different way. Yeah. And so light is more of a symbol in the book of John. Matthew doesn't use it that much. Uh, It's actually, this is kind of a weird one-off situation for him to quote something and be like, Jesus is light. John reached over and like scratched out a word. 
Matthew's yeah. like, fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. Uh, so it's, but yeah, so Matthew's just, it, it's a little different from, um, for Matthew to use that. And, uh, and so he, he's Quit copying uh, off of me, John Dick. Um, also, uh, in Isaiah nine six, uh, some actually some rabbis actually thought this was uh, was messianic. So again, when Matthew's going around saying this is about the Messiah, it's a little different when he's just deciding himself what verses he's going to decide is the Messiah. So the fact that uh, rabbinic sources actually think that this verse applies, but specifically, uh, it talks about this light is going to come out and, and consume the stubble of Esau. Well. Uh, this is uh, going further back in the history. That guy Herod, the the king, yeah, the fake Jew that we just talked king. about, not uh, the word king and the son that is now in charge. Oh yeah, yeah, so right. the son that just captured uh, John. Yeah, he himself is a descendant of Esau. So bear with me. I'm going to see if I can say hmm. this again. So some of this versing, like this verse, is the section here talking about this idea of well, he is. Uh, uh, he is the light. That Old Testament context talking about this light and a flame that's going to consume the descent or Esau. So they're going way back. Yeah, yeah. And then he, so he's like huh. saying, you know, he's telling him a story about where Esau came from. Well, Herod came from that. So that's crazy. If you're reading the story, you're like, if you know that quote, you're like, oh, whoa, this is pretty anti-Herod stuff. Y'all need to go back and listen to that. Uh, we have an episode of Jacob and Esau. Yes. Because be, then you'll be like, if you're a long-time listener, like me and Neil are, you'll be like, whoa, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, so that was a dick move that, like, they're trying to, shit's going to get fixed now, according to the prophecy. Uh, it's hard to figure out who's the worst person in that story. If you go back and let's do it. <laughs> that's true. They're both going <laughs> to suck. Anyways. Um, wait, so, yeah, he's still getting shit on. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, never mind. Yeah, don't don't go back and listen to that episode. Uh and it, so and again we said it says Galilee of the Gentiles um and there's a strong representation of both Jews and Gentiles in that area during the time of uh, uh of Jesus. So, uh let's... So if you're wondering if you're a Gentile, um don't uh, do they have like blood test kits? You can always if you're a male you can just look we, down. <laughs> Did they hit you with the knife when that's you came a, out? That's a circumcision joke, everybody. <laughs> we could we could like find a company to plug right here. Be like, do you guys do like Jewish DNA testing? Our fans uh, want to know if they're Gentiles or not. Yeah, they do have that. Um, I think twenty three. No, no, don't 20. put any don't put anything out there. They gotta pay us for the for the plug. Okay, so let's continue <laughs> on. This would be a big blank spot in it. All right, Chris, go grab the Bible. Put ten your beer. Damn grab it. the Bible. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Ah, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. There goes, there comes that good old fire and brimstone. Bam. So what in the world's happening? So we started off this whole story about John, this like this section, this, this little section right here. Um, Matthew has just had Jesus do the whole like fight with the devil. And now Jesus is going to move into the center stage. So what he has to do is he has to close the chapter on John. So he, he, Writing wise, this, again, don't think Matthew is chronological. Think of him as I got to remove this character. It's like writing a TV show where you have to write out one of the. I've characters. already got the movie in my head. Yeah, right here. but the, it's I've already yeah yeah. So he's he's like oh shoot I got to write off the, this actor out of the show and then I've got to replace him with Jesus. So he writes out John and he says John's arrested, and then he pulls in um he ends up pulling in Jesus and he has to explain why this character. It's like the whole. 
ah, so-and-so died off. But then this character shows up on the same day in the same episode. <laughs> like, it's, it's just weird television writing that Matthew's doing. So he, he moves John out of the place, and he's going to come back to him. Like, he's going to do flashbacks. Don't worry, John comes back. Um, and then he pulls Jesus in, but then he has to explain why Jesus is, is in Hickville. So he, like, writes in, well, it's because of this verse, like, figuring out plot holes. So he he fills in that one, and then he ends with Jesus saying what the exact same phrase that he had John saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. And uh, we've talked about this over and over again, and if you've been a long-time listener, awesome, but you got to hear it again, is that the kingdom of heaven in the Jewish mindset is God's will or ideas being enacted um, by each individual uh, as well as as a society uh, politically. Um, like they're not going to walk through a gate. It's like a takeover, like of like where everything's going. It includes that, but it's um, the kingdom of heaven is more than just um, a political takeover. Yeah. I don't want to, to, to ignore that. There is this idea of there is a kingdom, but then that, that takeover. Like, are you living right? Like, are you doing it right? So it it would be once the, once this, uh, the Jewish people rise up, revolt, take over all of Israel and, and, uh, and get everything else. They all start acting in accordance with that and acting perfectly. Everybody's checking each other. Yes. You keeping the kingdom? Yeah, I'm keeping the kingdom, dude. Are you keeping the kingdom? Keeping the kingdom. I'm drunk, but I think so. Yeah, and then and then everyone <laughs> would be oh, my standard response. And the idea would be like, oh, if your neighbor, the kingdom of heaven would be everybody looking out for their neighbor, going, oh, you need food, we all got you. Yeah, you need this, we all got you. Oh, hey, everybody, we we can't work on Saturdays. Nobody works on Saturdays. Like everyone in agreement, living the best way they can for uh, according to the Jewish customs and laws and everything else. And so that is their mindset. So for Jesus to go around telling everybody, change your ways and start living in this the, this idea of, of what you think the kingdom, your the shared idea of what the kingdom of heaven looks like, we all need to start living that way appropriately. And so that's what that's his message that he's speaking. But what you hear Matthew, then this is going back to the our whole goal of Mirror and Bible, which is we talk about what is the uh, author trying to communicate to their audience. He's trying to say, um, John was... Pre- preaching the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is continuing this message. Yeah, There's no difference between it. So if you ever wondered, what in the world was John saying, uh, then it's the, it's the exact same thing that Jesus says. Um, this also starts setting us up towards uh, towards the Sermon on the Mount, where we're heading, uh, where we get a lot of, you've heard it, the, the, a lot of the really catchy Christian phrases that people know. It's saying, all right, Jesus is saying, repent. Um, the kingdom, and then he starts preaching the kingdom of heaven. We're going to go into the next section with Matthew, and he's going to define that. Ah. We're, we're not quite there, but we're starting so to. He's like washing his hands, like Johnston in jail. Yeah, he goes up to the lake. He's chilling for a minute, washes his hands. He comes back, and he's like, "Let's do this shit." Yes, like he's got his game face on. He's like, "All right, it's time." Yeah, that's that's actually a great way of saying it. So Matthew's really set the stage. So yeah. Cool. Let's see what happens. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.